feel the need, the need for speed. Welcome to Top Gun Minute, a daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and hold in our emotions in the movie Top Gun one minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Kaboom Boucher, and with me once again is Dave Porkroll Palace. God, he loves podcasting with you, Maverick. I love podcasting with you, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're here to talk about Minute 74. Minute 74 begins with Maverick bringing the box to Carol and ends with Carol walking away. Is this yeah. the last of this is the last of her in the movie, too, right? She's like she's a very it's a very small part for her. Yeah, this is the very, very last time we'll see her. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate because they probably could have done a lot more with her, but that's yeah, what this, I'm saying. Like, I would love to really have her in the sequel, in like in a in a scene. You know, not not a lot, but I just feel like we could have a scene where they they do this. Essentially, they do this again. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. But yeah, this was uh, Meg Ryan's first film role. What? She, yeah, yeah. I could have. First... I would. I would imagine she was doing something with Tom Hanks by this point. <laughs> you would think so, but no, no. Uh, this is it was her first movie role. And uh, yeah, before this, I think she might have been on a on a soap opera for a couple episodes. That was it. So yeah, how old is she in during this filming? Yeah, uh, she was young. She was because that's why I'm yeah, just or, kind of, I'm kind of like I mean like I mean we can write the storyline. It's not like the first one we've ever seen like you know military couple with like they're young and they already have a kid. Like I'm not saying like we've never seen it before, but it's kind of funny to think about that. Like her first movie role, she's already playing. Yeah, so born in she's born in sixty one. What's what year is this? 86. 86. Yeah, so yeah, she's like yeah, twenty four. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five. So like no, not impossible. I've yeah, we we've seen people in their mid twenties have kids like so she clearly oh, yeah. had one probably like right out of or like you know right out of high school into the their college era. He's going into military academy, and she right. could you know she's she's already pregnant out right. of high school. So not not the not we hadn't seen it before, but yeah, it's just funny to be like. Yeah, they already have a kid in a way, and just yeah, he's just not going to know his father. <laughs> Such a yeah. He's probably sad. going for military academies. He's probably been kicked around on different boats. You know that whole thing that Cougar says in the beginning, where it's just like, I was going to make my kid. What was it? I want to give be my kid. Uh, make my kid an orphan. Yeah, an orphan. Yeah. Uh, with yeah, before like I even met him, I was like, Jesus, yeah, it's such a such a, a heavy scene. Yeah. Um, you know that like. That was the first moment to show it, like you know, Matt, you know, when Maverick's going doing his his inverted, you know, flip the bird off at the Migs <laughs> and what have you. And it's kind of like we're having fun, but really, it's like, well, this is technically like an enemy in our airspace over our command. Um, what do we know about that area in the Indian Ocean that would have, like, what do you think of that it might have been about, like, why these Migs would have been flying to test the airspace around the the carrier in the beginning oh we had we had a few theories but um basically they were we just think they were just out on patrol um where do you think they were flying from like where you think they're flying from the middle east do you think they're flying from like eastern europe well i mean they made they made the migs to be you know or the you know our uh you know 
they had a, all black, you know, yes. the planes were black and they, they didn't really have any like definite insignia to tell exactly mm-hmm. where they're from. So, cause it was in the middle of the cold war. So yeah, it's black with a red star. It's like, well, it could be, it could be the Russians. We don't know. It could be the Russians could be uh, North Korea. It could be somewhere in the middle East. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, they're just flying around and they just happen to get too close. You know, at least at least too close for uh, you know Stinger or or you know, Mr. Strickland. You know, mm. <laughs> you know, because they knew that they had these uh, these uh, missiles that could take out aircraft carriers, and they had a certain range. You know, so they didn't want them to get anywhere close. But of course, in real life, you know, this happens all the time. There's, you know they're out in the middle of the ocean it's yeah. international airspace so anybody can fly through there true you know so but but our theory became uh at the time uh roger uh Wistar was my uh co-pilot or my rio and uh we were talking to travis bow and that's kind of what we kind of what we talked about a lot so but we figured they were still on patrol they got too close they, yeah. we didn't, you know, Americans didn't like it, so yeah. get them out of there. Yeah, I obviously I don't know too much about the uh, you know the, all the different Navy tactics. I have been. Our Boy Scout trip was in the lobby of Lockheed Martin uh, in Morristown. So in Morristown, New Jersey, there's a Lockheed Martin Navy station out there, in the middle of the cornfield. Right. And if you've never seen it, you can look it up. It looks like a battleship. It looks like the command center of a battleship. It's shaped like that. It's a big blue building shaped like a battleship on top. And one of our scout leaders worked for Lockheed Martin, did a lot of international travel. And so he allowed us, we were able to go into like the lobby. I remember like, it was like, you know, it kind of looked like, um, like very wood furnished, like you would see in someone's like basement den of the, in the eighties, I remember. And a lot of like, yeah, memoriam pictures of like battleships and stuff around. And um, we were told that at this building, they can they can help control um, cruise missiles and other like ballistic missiles from around the world at that station. We were told that's what we were told. Wow. So apparently if a battleship fired a cruise missile, Lockheed Martin in this station could and they could fire in the Middle East, Lockheed Martin in the station, they could uh, help manage it. Wow. That's what we were told. Yeah. And they had a real working for security reasons. I guess the Navy gave them a real working uh, that white automatic uh, minigun bipod is on their perimeter. And apparently it is a working functioning thing. Like it faces, it faces the rear of the building out into a cornfield. Mm-hmm. So apparently hypothetically, if you wanted to trespass and run back there, I guess they could gun you down. I don't know. Never seen it in action, but they said, yes, it is operational. Wow. Yeah. I know one of our other scout masters once was in that area and he stopped because he's a bird watcher and he saw a certain hawk and he took pictures of the hawk. And then like a week later, he had FBI at their door because they didn't like <laughs> the fact that he was outside within like a block of their building with a camera and they were like they had they had like security footage of him they, they took from the building of him taking photos and they're like you want to explain this sir and it was about <laughs> like he's like yeah i was actually looking there was actually a hawk out there i'm like all right we just want to let you know that we were watching he's like all right <laughs> yeah i can imagine like i live in indiana and you know down in 
right outside of Louisville is Fort Knox, you know, mm. and it's really literally the, the building that everybody knows Fort Knox, you know, is right off the highway. So anybody could actually, you know, it's like right off the interstate, you could actually yeah. go off and, you know, and take a picture, but I wouldn't want to do that. Cause, oh no. <laughs> you know, yeah. Somebody's going to be watching. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably get the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyways, uh, back to the movie. Uh, yeah, we go in here and we, we, we see Meg Ryan and, uh, we were talking about yesterday about Tony Scott, what uh, talking about on the, the DVD extras or whatever. And he, re- he really only talked about Meg Ryan a little bit in this scene. And he was just talking about how sweet she was. And, you know, she was super nice and really bubbly and, you know, everything you can think of about Meg Ryan is mm-hmm. he's basically saying it was true. But the thing that really got him was the fact that she could cry with on a snap of a finger, you know, and I think she did it 22 times in the scene. And, yeah, she said, okay, time to cry. And she would just be bawling. Oh wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I like the hope. I like that hope that he like put a good word in for her. So when she went to these like these romantic comedy movies later in her career, they were like, Well, we know that she can pull out that emotion. If they we need her to cry in front of Tom Hanks, we can have her do it. Yeah. All right, here, here, here's, I want to divert once again. I want to divert once again because I want to, I want to, because this, this week's too depressing. Um, <laughs> when you were talking about your son playing Call of Duty, it reminded me um, of uh, a couple of my favorite uh, video games that involve uh, fighter jets. Oh, yeah. And uh, now I know it's a running, it's a running franchise, so, but the Ace Combat franchise was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, what they do is it's actual licensed planes. So, I believe it's is it I believe it's Namkai Band no uh, Bando Namkai Namkai Bando oh, I can never remember that Japanese company. <laughs> um, what they 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 do they actually get the Lockheed Martin they get the they get all the different companies and they're able to get the licensed jets. So these are the actual real jets of these and so they have like a hundred of them in this game. But what they do is they tell a, fa- a fantastical world. It's pseudo sci-fi a little bit. But the idea is usually like there's a country, there's another country, you know, the Estovakians, the and the Rhodians. So it's absolutely like, you know, so they could tell global politics, but it's a completely like fictional sense. So they don't have to worry about like actual countries. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to have like, you know, real, you know, real combat and and, and real and real planes, but you can have it over like, oh no, they're taking out the radio tower of the you know, the Estovakian capital, and you're like, well, we got to defend it, and so, you know, you fly around with your wingman and stuff, um, and another great game, and I, I don't know what the whole, like, Ubisoft Tom Clancy franchise is ever going to do, because they've absolutely shipped the bet on this, but they had a franchise called Hawks, H-A-W-X, and it was supposed to be, it was kind of like in the Tom Clancy universe, it's called Tom Clancy's Hawks, one and two, Uh and that, in that game, that was supposed to be, you were a, you were a uh, an army pilot, I believe. And what's kind of fun is back then in the early 2000s, so this is like 2008, 2007, uh-huh. for the Xbox 360, they had the Ghost Recon, the Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter games, where it was like, you know, you're, you're boots on the ground soldiers, and like you're in Mexico during this like international terrorist incident. And so at one point you have to like, there's a bunch of like a terrorists and, and technicals and an armored car down the street, and you got to take a laser designator and like, 
we're having it. We're having one of our like air support fly over and take it out. And then you you the laser does it, boom, hits it. And then when you and then that was so that was in that game. But then when you play Hawks, the first level, you're now playing that pilot. And they're like, Captain Mitchell's on the ground. He's got a laser designator on a convoy. You need to hit it. And then you're the one who now flies it. And like, and so the first mission is you, that pilot, doing it. And then, uh, you know, then you then you go to Hawks, which is kind of like this like private military corporation, like a Blackwater, but for for jet fighters. And uh, and the game was just the game was just so fun because uh, they had this gameplay mechanic where you could essentially. It's supposed to be like it takes the safety features of the plane off, and what he would do is you would essentially like it would it would rather put you in the third person or the cockpit. It would put you in this like this distant camera shot of your plane, and the idea was supposed to be like you could be super maneuverable, and you would like it would remove the safety features of the plane. You could like take really tight corners, and so it was like the if you if you got good with that, you could really maneuver your plane and outperform. Um, and I just loved how like they started, they made the missions co-op. So you could have friends come in and they could be, and you could have a whole squad of players and they could choose different planes. And I always remember this was a fun mission where it was, it was a city and it was like, it was like overrun by like terrorists or whatever it is. They had like tanks and they had APCs and the mission was in like, in this sort of time, you had to take out all these tanks and all these APCs and all the support, uh, and all these support vehicles. But at the same time, they had, they had their own air support. So I was playing with these guys. I said, look, I'm going to take the A-10 Warthog. I'm going to build it with all the missiles and uh, rockets and, and rocket pods on me. I'm not going to bring any anti-air combat. I need you guys to cover me. I'm going to crack this mission up. So, I, so they're like, all right, cool. And so I was just flying low and just buzzing all these tanks and just and just like cleaning up. going. And, we, and it was a city, so I had to fly through the streets, like zoom out, come back around, play Sky Captain, essentially. Right. And and uh, shoot these down, and I would keep hearing missile lock on my on my rear missile lock and missile lock, and then like I would hear it just disappear, and then the guy would fly by. So yo, I got that guy covered. And so anytime the enemy planes started locking on to me, my my co-pilots, my wingmen, they would fly in with their just air support, and they would take out that jet. And so I was just clear the entire time, just like <laughs> gun all the tanks in. We got the mission done in like record fly. It was so good. That sounds cool. And I'm like, I, I, it's like, and it's like, I want, you know, like, I, I would love to have more of those games, damn it. Like, yeah, we don't, we have so many, just like I said, Call of Duty, where it's like, what if you're a soldier and you attack a base? We've been here. We've done that. Like, yeah. come on, like, shake it up. Like, give us some cool like tank games and, and, and plane games. Yeah. You call of duty air warfare. <laughs> yeah. I'm so surprised. I thought they were really going to do that in the future. They started talking about like, we're doing bigger battles and bigger maps. I was like, why don't you just have like a, a huge, yeah, like a huge battle at like something like, like battlefield. Like, you know, the latest battlefield isn't really that great because they kind of ruined their own gameplay mechanic. But like, that's what made, that's what made battlefield so good. It was that people were, I was a, I was a person, a great medic. And I would always put smoke cover down. Some people are great pilots. Some people are great tank operators. And that's like, that's what made those games so fun was uh, everyone had their like role that they were good at. Yeah. So uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. Everyone yeah. wants to, everyone wants to just make Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I, play, I played those, uh, the Ace games. I, I remember playing those on, yeah. the, on the PlayStation uh, back in like, you know, between like, 
you know, 2003, 2004, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I play them all the time. And yeah, my uh, wife at the time was, was so pissed as <laughs> I was always playing. You know, I, I could play that thing for hours and hours on end. Yeah. Yeah. I even have here, I even have a SciTech X52 joystick uh, control. I got this, pro- I think I might have gotten, I bought this in maybe like 1997, 98. Uh-huh. But like, it's one of the best controls. So like people, they still like have, you know, uh, PC support for this to be used. I was actually, you know what I was actually playing? Um, was that, uh, God, it came out, it was a year or two ago, is the, the new Star Wars um, X-Fighter game. Uh-huh. It, was a, it was a dogfight X-Fighter game where you get to, you, you know, uh, you get to play as Y-Wings, A-Wings, X-Wings. It was just straight ship combat. And uh, it was good. It was tough. People were, were ice. I mean, you could tell those guys, they had their joysticks. They knew what they were doing. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I haven't used this thing in years. I'm trying to like fly my Y wing, trying to make bombing <laughs> runs, and just Tie Fighters are just zoo, just zipping me. I was like, <laughs> my shields went that. I was like, damn. I was like, these guys were, these guys have been training to do this. <laughs> yeah. I had, I, I couldn't get my ion cannon load up fast enough. <laughs> oh Christ. Yeah, yeah, those games are great. Do you ever play the Top Gun game? I, I did. Obviously, I sucked at it. I was a little kid. <laughs> Every, I, everybody sucked at it. Yeah, I was like, you want me to land this? I don't know what I'm doing. You're yeah. dead. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every time. Yeah, that game was so hard. <laughs> everybody I ever talked to that's ever played that game, they were like, yeah, I sucked at it. Well, duh, everybody did. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a very small percentage of people who ever like, actually landed back on the carrier. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. Here Somehow. we are. Yeah, we're back. We're back with. We're with so Carol. sad. Man, yeah. we're sad. Back to sadness again. Uh, like I said, but, like this, this, this minute goes by very quick. Like he enters the room. Yeah. She says a few lines to him, and and she leaves. And we don't, you know, obviously the movie doesn't want to focus on this a lot. They want to like use it as its plot point and move on. Yeah. But I really do think that we could have a scene in the sequel where we bring her back and just. Two old fogies talking about the old days, you know, and then both talking about how like his son is just, you know, he's a stick in the mud. He's not like his father at times because, you know, the, you know, his father was very open, was very kind, yeah. and maybe because it looks like from the trailer, Miles Teller is playing it like really straight serious. Like, yeah, he's not goofing. Like he is like, he is like. And here's the other thing: watch this film. I did not find Iceman as an antagonistic as I thought I was going to. Right. I was like, no, Iceman's like way, he's a professional. It's just that like, it's so funny, like Tom Cruise, his character Maverick is very similar to how Ethan Hunt, what Maverick is the jet fighting, Ethan Hunt is the spy craft, where it's yeah. just kind of like, he gets it done, but he is a, like, he is a wild card, he's unpredictable, but yeah. if he does the craziest thing that even the instructors are like, it's the craziest flying I've ever seen. Right. It's unsafe, but it's the craziest. But he gets it done. He gets it done, and and then and because that scene earlier in the film when when uh, 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 Chrissy or what's her name, Charlie, Charlie, not Chrissy, Charlie. When Charlie goes, and this move is a textbook maneuver. It's never said whose maneuver it is, but right. it definitely gives that vibe of like that's probably Iceman's maneuver. It's textbook, but right. is that good though? Textbook in the sense that like it's it's clearly it could be predictable if you know the textbook, you know the move. Yeah, that's something to think about. And, and it's like plus this is a this is a school you're supposed to be learning new things yeah you know you're 
you haven't learned anything if you're doing everything by the textbook you know you yeah. got to find new ways that's what it that's what a school does it educates you in new ways to do things yeah i think that's definitely going to be an important scene in the new film i think they're going to be like hey we got to do this this and that and then maverick's going to zoom by and be like you know but what about this what about that you know right or maybe like i don't know like I, maybe those planes that they're flying they could have like they could simulate not like simulate crash but simulate like they hit it like like maybe like the instructors because obviously it's modern plane so they'd be even more advanced but like right. he could have a switch where he on his plane flips a switch that disables a certain part of their plane where it's like you can't use this radar system now what do you do yeah, or yeah. like your missile lock is going what do you do or something or it simulates like a fire it simulates a fire so it's like you can only do this with one engine what do you do you know, it's like the textbook's gone. It's burned up. You you got to write the rules. You got to, imp- oh, like, like Tom Cruise in Collateral. We got to improvise. We got to adapt, you yeah. know? Right. That's that's where he's got to train these kids in the new movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm psyching myself but, up. I'm, I'm like, I'm excited to go back to the movies, man. Yeah, no. I, the tickets went on sale today as of this recording yes. in, in my area. So I'm like, I want to, I want to buy the tickets so bad right now, I but, know. but, uh, we talked off mic about, uh, me going to San Diego, which is in two weeks from today, as of this recording and which I've talked about this before with yeah. other people, other guests. And so I'm trying to save my money as much as I can, Yep. you know, those they'll still be, they'll, they'll still yeah. be openings when I get, when I get back. I mean, this so. will be the first Tom Cruise movie in like, how many years that's the thing they were saying is that like this is technically right now we are in the longest tom cruise movie gap ever yeah well thanks covid yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like this movie got made in probably like 2018 yeah and then just like they're like well we'll wait till mission possible and then just everything gets delayed gets delayed gets delayed so this is yeah because of this this is the longest thing i'm sure oh i'm sure that they wanted to probably put this on streaming at some point i'm sure tom cruise was like over my dead body right yeah. So, like, I feel like this has to be a quality movie. I think he's not him. He's not going to half-ass this. So, I'm, uh, no, I am looking forward to it. I am, I am seriously after, especially after watching this film all the way through, really enjoying it. Um, I don't think this. I don't. I really hope. I don't think Tom Cruise would sign on for this to be a cheap cash grab. I really do think that oh, yeah. this is going to be the best jet fighter movie we will be seeing in a very long time. I don't think any production company is ever going to focus this much on uh dog fighting jets for a while right after this again i really i feel like it's one of those things where it's like you don't they don't do this anymore you know they rather just cgi people in, into a, a jet copter rather than uh, you know a jet a jet you know a jet simulator rather than actually like getting real jets and flying out and, and doing live action uh you know shots yeah and then that's what they did with this one they actually put cameras in the cockpits with the actors and like the actors have to you know, turn the cameras on and you know when the you know they're in the back seat of obviously but you know they have like six cameras in the cockpits you know flying around with them they have mm-hmm. to turn the cameras on and they have to basically direct themselves you know and they yeah. got to wait for the lighting to be in the right spot and before they can say their lines or do their whatever they're doing yeah so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i think yeah very cool yeah maybe uh when i get to my season two you know to do top gun maverick you know maybe i come have you come back and uh 
you know, maybe give you a little bit more happier moments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And here's the scene where he dies. Oh, come on. It's not with the death scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, I am straight up scared that they're going to, like, legacy kilt Val Kilmer to be some kind of, like, third act thing where it's like, and now Kaminsky's dead, and I don't know what to do. Can I teach these kids how to fly? And then Jennifer Connelly's like, you could do it, Maverick. Like, I'm, I'm like, back in my brains, like, don't do it, man. Don't do that. Don't yeah. pull that string, man. Don't make me cry like that. Yeah. 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 I, I was always afraid that it's going to be like basically a, a, you know, a remake almost. You know, they're going to use it. I mean, in the trailers you've seen, like, you know, they're rehashing some of the same lines, yeah. you know, and same, the same music, you know, Kenny Loggins, the danger, danger, well, danger zone is going to be in the movie. You know, so I'm like, please, please don't it just let it be a straight remake, you know? Yeah. You know, just rehashing every line. And, yeah, I don't want to hit. Yeah, I don't want to just see the hits. Yeah. No and, no. and like watching this movie, Highway to the Danger Zone, it it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel ironic. I thought it was going to feel ironic. It does feel earned. It does feel, because I think, and also I think it also it helps because the first time you're hearing that music play, you're seeing like ground crews like working the deck. So yeah. it feels serious. It doesn't feel like we're just like a bunch of bros and planes. It does feel like, hey, to get these these planes off the ground and off the boat, like there's a lot of crews. There's a lot of hardworking guys that are out there all day in helmets and headsets, making sure everything's perfect. Right. And I feel like this song's almost like a dedication to them. Like they are straight up they're part of that highway to the danger zone. Like they're not in the cockpit, but they're making sure that everything back at home and on the deck is ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole team effort to get everything done mm-hmm. going. Yeah. I think, I really do think though, I, I don't think it's going to be abrupt in the sequel. I really do think we're going to have some more, maybe they're saving Meg Ryan. I really, they have to say, they have to bring her back. Come on. They gotta bring, um, yeah, because I mean, the only person they talk about is Val Kilmer coming back, but and that's they, and that's fine. Don't spoil the film and all because, right. like, Jesus Christ, like Marvel, they love like. And what if we showed tease this in the shots? Like, stop, like, we're yeah. interested in the movie, all right? Stop, stop teasing the freaking film. Like, we yeah. get it. Doctor Strange is going into the multiverse of madness, yeah. We understand that we understand the stakes. Like, stop teasing. Like, what if we throw in some more superheroes? Like, let me yeah. so. But I do think we're going to, I hope, I really do believe that we're going to get more of a cathartic feel between them uh, sending off Goose. Because the fact that we just don't like have in this film, it's like, it's talked around, but it's not shown. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the whole point of this minute here is just to show that, you know, Carol is going to, you know, it, you, you, you know, Carol is there for Maverick, it seems like, in this minute. Yeah. You know. Carol's, you know, tell him he, you know, he loved flying with him, but he's, you died, but he'd fly without you. Yeah. You know, and and he'd hate it, but he would have, he, you know, he would have done it. And, you know, the same thing that, you know, it's kind of what Viper was saying earlier that, you know, you got to let him go. You just got to, got to get back in there and do it. You know, you're going to hate it, but you got to do it. Yeah. You know, and like you said, we should, we should have had a scene where in the, you know, before this, before he went and got his stuff, you know, and that could have been like Maverick kind of comforting Carol you know, at the, at the yeah. time, you know, and this is just a, a pickup from that. 
yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like we could have. I mean, I, I think the movie could have afforded like yeah, two minutes of having those shots in, but yeah. I it just felt like they wanted to keep it tight. They wanted to keep it just on him reflecting on stuff. If, if, if the, the, the the focus is just tight on Maverick, it's just tight. It doesn't want to do it. The, the scope of like showing the funeral, showing this. Because it always feels like they're like, hey, we got to get back to Top Gun. It's like, why are we rushing the school? Like, we had one of our students is dead. Like, you know, you think like, like, you know, like, what's the, you know, like in my mind, I go like, what's the rush of like going back to the school when it's like this guy we all know is like, you know, just died, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like, though, in, in this moment, you know, is that when Carol's talking to Maverick, Tom Cruise has got that he's really 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 trying to hold in his emotion not cry yeah you know it's almost like he doesn't want to hear anything she says because it's just going to make him cry and he's already put goose in this box you know and here it is take it you know because i can't have it you know or i'm just going to lose it yeah yeah you know she says that without you he like he you tell his jaw completely goes tense and he looks to the side like he just can't even look at her at that moment yeah yeah it, it looks genuine actually yeah even though it's sad but then you know she walks away without the box it's like yeah he brought the box in for her and she and she leaves without it yeah it, it's like and well you can't see if she grabs her son or not you know well i mean so, yeah the bags there that her her son so I, I had to assume that she just went goes to the, the like the restroom at that point yeah or like, just, ar- just around the corner out of sight so she can Cry. She, yeah, cry not in front of him or or this or her son. Yeah, I do feel like that scene. The scene would have been better in the apartment than the rec room. The rec room doesn't have like, you know, if there was a scene earlier where it showed him making the arrangements for her to come and visit him. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, me and Maverick, we just had a great day. You know, this and that. And hey, why don't you, you know, you should come down and stuff. I think if that scene existed, then this scene would be better. But the fact that like this scene really doesn't this location means nothing, I feel like we should have beefed up his uh house scene better. Yeah. Because it yeah. could be better, like they're going through his his stuff. You can yeah. see how he lives, you know, when he's away from his family. And then right. she could say stuff like that. Like, you know, he hated flying, but he loved yeah. flying with you. Yeah, because she could have been like sitting on the bed or something and him yeah. grabbing this his stuff and they could have in this little conversation. Yeah, yeah she could have been the one that picked up that she could have been the one that picked up the the photo and and and, and they held it up to him you know yeah and so he would have had to look at that photo now again you know yeah like, like maybe she picked it out of the box and she shows it to him or something like he's yeah. trying to put it in the box he's trying to emotionally box it up and she's like taking it out and showing to him oh he wanted to fly with you or something like that yeah here you go here here's a picture of him and you're he's just like i, I can't look at it you know? yeah maybe she's like yo take yeah take this like you can put it in your locker and he's like i i can barely emote i can barely stand right now yeah yeah so. yeah that would be nice i'm I, I don't know i think it might i i think they might do a remake but there was a cartoon when i was a kid that was like how to do top gun for kids top gun plus power rangers it was called swat cats <laughs> and it was a cartoon i think it's a hannah Bar- hannah, hannah barbara uh, published cartoon but it was this is it was like a city where all the cats were anthropomorphic and they were people it was almost like gotham but just all the characters are cats okay but it's the same thing it's very like 50s noir also modern day and they have giant monsters that attack the city so like godzilla type characters 
Right. And then and then SWAT cats, they were like, but they think it was that they were mechanics by day and they had their secret jet fighter underneath their scrapyard. And they had like a super advanced jet fighter that would fly out and they had an awesome radical, radical squadron. That was the nickname, like SWAT cats, radical squadron. And they would yeah. play they played an awesome guitar riff and then they would like shoot a bunch of missiles and blow up the monster and stuff. And but yeah. they were like I said, like SWAT cats was like their their alter ego, like they were just like just miscellaneous mechanics. No, that was our secret identity. Yeah. No one knew who these guys were. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I, I'll have to look that up. That was rad, dude. It was rad. Cool. You know what else is rad? What's up? You telling us where our audience can find you. <laughs> yeah, well, they can uh, they can fly down to Champion City. Uh, <laughs> I'm over at the uh, the Champion City Lakeside Diners Club on Facebook where I... Uh, where we talk about, yeah, we talk about superhero comics. We talk about the 90s, uh, how fun we had in the 90s before uh, before Marvel really uh, really started making some 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 big blockbusters. This was in the the post Schumacher uh, Batman Robin days. So it was the it was the real like, do comic book movies work? We'll find out. Uh, so yeah, down at uh, five minutes of mystery.com. Awesome. All right, you gotta come back for one more day. Yeah, we gotta see this through, man. We gotta see because it's been yeah. a hell of a week. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's gotta get a little bit happier, huh? Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, this episode pattern is full.